No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, it's uh, day two of Saboten Con, and we're actually here a little bit a little bit earlier before the con floor opens. Oh uh, yeah, I'm still eyes open, but I have been up for hours. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but we have Sarah Fujimura uh, with us here. Uh, you're actually an exhibitor here at the uh, at the con, and we've been actually trying to get you on the show for the past two years. I know that she's been avoiding <laughs> us for two years. She's yes. been avoiding us. So how, how are you doing today? Yeah, it's always uh, really exciting to be here and the energy of people's creativity. And I'm not a cosplayer, but I enjoy watching what other people do. It's okay. That happens all the time. Um, usually by me. Yeah, usually he's <laughs> the one that's hitting the mic. Um, so what So what? Uh, what are a couple things that you, uh, you sell here? I am the Obento lady. That's what I'm known by. Mm-hmm. So if you come into the con, I'm the person who really sticks. I'm the person who sticks out because I'm really tall. I'm really white. I have a Japanese last name, and I'm like the momly looking person in the back, mm-hmm. wearing a blue hoppy coat and a, and a little octopus hat. So I sell bento um, and things to make your lunch fun. Oh, I, I I've been wanting to get actually get a couple of bento boxes because I love I love like the the fact that it you can use them to meal prep. Yes. And that's awesome. I love that. I told them about the Pokemon ones. Yeah, even (laughs) for me, because um, I can't really leave my booth all day long. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're close to the end of the day, when the walls start to melt because your blood sugar is so low, I I learned that the hard way. Um, So I I meal prep before I come, too. And I have a bunch of, like, one bite kind of things. So, like, one little piece of cube of cheese, one little pretzel, something that one grape that I can, like, one all day long (laughs) to keep my blood sugar up and going. Um, and yeah, so I have some Pokemon boxes that I brought back. I go to Japan every summer. My husband is Japanese, mm-hmm. and I go to Japan every summer with my kids. And I've been doing that since um, they were like four and six. Oh, wow. And I bring stuff back with me. And so I'm always looking for like things that um, my teenagers would like and their friends would like. So, so how did how did you get started? You know, selling these was it just like a just like a whim, or was there a plan? No, I went down to Konichiwa. Gosh, I think it's like eight years ago, nine mm-hmm. years ago. And I was going with my daughter and her friends when they were about 12 and 13 years old. And so they needed a chaperone with them. And we would stay in the hotel together and make it like a big weekend of it, a fun weekend. And I would follow behind them two steps. And then they're, the older they got, they're like, please stop walking behind us. So like, I needed to be at the con, but I didn't want to like sit by the pool all weekend. Right. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? What is something that nobody else is doing? And um, I'm a foodie, and that's how I connect to Japan is through its food. And I, I've been making bento for my kids all the way through until I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, hey, what can I do? It's like, ooh, nobody's doing bento. I could do bento. So nice. So I'm, I'm con mom. I'm everybody's mom. I'm like, did you eat today? Put the Red Bull down and go get something <laughs> substantial. Put, put the Red Bull down. You've, you've already had three of those. <laughs> go get something to cut the sugar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, do, you, do you also sell them online, or is it just a con thing? No, I just do it at the cons, and I only do um, maybe one or two cons a year. I usually uh, do, like, monkey paw events. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year I'm here, and I might be at Taiyu, which is a, a different event. Mm-hmm. It, it depends if I have any uh, stuff left. Right. Yeah. So uh, Taiyu is the one up in... Uh, it's uh, in Mesa, but I've uh, done Kikoricon okay, yeah. once, and then I did uh, Konichiwa for a couple years. Nice. So is, is there anything else that you sell at your at your booth, or just I the do. bentos? So my... 
my uh, day job is actually I'm an author and I write books for teens, um, especially teens who are adventurous or intelligent who want stories that are a little bit more nuanced and have um, some fact behind the behind the fiction is my tagline. Mm -hmm. So my first book that came out is called Tanabata Wish and it's set in Japan. It's about an American girl who goes to Japan for the summer with her mom and her Japanese stepdad. And it's a coming of age story, it's a fish out of water story, and it's a first love story because she falls in love with a boy who's half Japanese, half white, who goes to Japan every summer to stay with the grandparents, like my kids do. So it's underneath the surface versus like, uh, you know, your typical, here's this white American person who's going to Japan mm -hmm. and is even you know, just going to visit or do a homestay because my mother-in-law speaks English very well. So I can ask her the why behind stuff. So I wow. wanted to weave those things in there. And if you watch a lot of anime, I, I put a lot of like 100 level kind of Japanese in there. So like, oh, I know what that means, or I know what that sentence means. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't, I've coded it in such a way you could probably guess. Or, or if you're really, you know, right. extra, you can like Google it and find out. <laughs> um, but like the words that you would know, and then the foods that you see a lot. So like takoyaki and the onigiri and her specialty thing is, is melon pan. So if you've been to Japan, you're like, I know what that is or going to the matsuri and things. That's awesome. So, so you kind of, you kind of take from your own experience. Yes. Yeah. So it's it. not autobiographical. People ask me that all the time. Mm -hmm. And my husband likes to say, Oh yes, I, I'm actually Ryohei. It's like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I pick things from uh, the funny stuff, the embarrassing stuff I've probably done. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, overlap from my life but it's but it's not autobiographical there's uh, there's bits and pieces of it so uh so where can uh, anybody find those books they're up in amazon um and and also if you are here in town you can go to changing hands bookstore uh, both the phoenix location and tempe carry it too love changing hands yes i do too it's, it's an awesome place um, so is, is there anything else that uh, you're kind of looking forward to doing? or? Yeah, I have a panel today uh, with a young friend of mine. She's not that young. She's 21. But <laughs> that, she's always, still young. Well, I've known her since she was six, so she's always like six in my mind. Um, <laughs> she writes fan fiction, and I used to write fan fiction like way, way back in the day. Um, so we are doing a panel at 1 o'clock today called From Fan Fiction to Paying Gig. So whether you want to learn how to write better or if you maybe think you'd like to be a professional writer one day. Mm -hmm. So for example, they have what they call book packagers. And um, like Scholastic will hire people to take like movies that are really popular in novelization, make them into mm -hmm. novelizations. So like you know, Star Wars, but it's like the easy, one step from easy reader. Right. So if you're like the Star Wars, you like, you know, everything, wouldn't that be a great job that they, people are paying you to write fan fiction? I know, that would be nice. Because I, I did a gig about 10 years ago uh, for Pokemon when mm -hmm. it was really first taking off the first time. Yeah. And um, it was again for like the small novelizations, the little Junie B. Jones types of, of readers. And I, I didn't get it because I couldn't move to New York City. But that idea that if that's your jam, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to get paid yeah, to do I mean, that? If, 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 you're, if you're adept at creating stories around mm -hmm. already, already their properties that are mm -hmm. there, fanfic is definitely awesome. Yeah, and even, even if you don't want to do novels or something like that, like we give you some examples of how you can do test scripts for like the Disney Channel. And they mm -hmm. ask for one original script, and then they ask you to do a script for an existing show. That's fan fiction. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, thank you for coming out. I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm definitely looking forward to coming over and uh, looking at some, uh, some of your bento boxes. Yeah, because even peanut butter sandwiches in a cute box is more fun. Oh, yeah, that's so, so. true. So, uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll uh, catch, you, catch up with you again. Hopefully it won't take two years again. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get you back on and we'll uh, talk more about those, uh, about those books. Great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right. We are back on the floor here in the creator's corner of Sabotenkan. We're actually talking with one of the uh, local, uh, local creators. We've got Alex 
Pescador. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, what, what is it that you do? Uh, I am the owner of Blue Crown Comics. Uh, that's just a nice way of saying that I write my books, I edit them, I market them. Whatever needs to be done that's not being paid for, probably mm -hmm. me. So, so are you, do you self-publish? or? Yeah, we're an independent comic book company. We were actually a fan art group that has been doing this show since 2009. This is our 10th year. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, so we did a fan art group from 2009 to 2015, and then it was in the hopes of being able to do our own comics. Mm -hmm. So then we dissolved the group, and then three years ago we launched The Real Company. Oh, wow. So in that time we learned how to do a table, how to meet people, how to find other artists, mm -hmm. get better at what we were doing. And once I felt we were at a decent level, I was like, let's do the comics now. Cool. So, so I know uh, I know. yesterday uh, you, you stopped me. We, you got us a couple of comic books that actually we, uh, we read uh, last night and this morning. Uh, so why don't you tell us uh, what, what the comics are and kind of like your inspirations behind them. Okay. So we, uh, we are publishing three books right now. Uh, the uh, first one is called Burnout Club Accelerate. Mm -hmm. It's an action-adventure comic in the style of like a Japanese manga, mm -hmm. and it's about a biker club of girls. They live in a world where the Aztec culture never died out, but then you would go like 200 years in our future. And okay. uh, there's this plot to overthrow this, the child emperor, uh, Moctezuma the 19th, mm -hmm. and so they get framed by the government, and what they end up doing is... Uh, the, his like what would you call them uh, his elite guard or essentially Aztec Power Rangers mm -hmm. they steal their powers and belts yeah I, I was going to say <laughs> I, I kind of saw a little bit of the, the Power Rangers in there kind of like a, a, an homage or motif oh yeah to... it's definitely Super Sentai Tokusatsu mm -hmm. inspired that was the yeah. pitch of the book yeah so I, I, I love the artwork in that one that one's actually like it, it actually uh, it caught my eye very well because with with like the Super Sentai with the Power Ranger stuff, they have such notable costumes, mm -hmm. and you were able to bring that out in this. So, so uh, I, it's a funny story. Uh, about four or five years ago, I was tabling next to an artist. He actually does the art for here at Sabotin, mm -hmm. and his name's Armand Villavert Jr. So we're sitting there just you know talking uh, real good stuff, and then he was like, "Oh man, I'd love to do this kind of book, this kind of book," and I was like, "Yeah, I had a cool idea for like a biker girl book." And then I was like, and then we started talking about tokusatsu. And those of you who don't know, tokusatsu is basically Japanese for like special effects. Mm -hmm. And that's stuff like Kamen Rider, Power Rangers. Right. Um, and I was like, what if we did a book that combined those? And we started like vibing. And it was like, yeah, let's do this book together. So that was in January. And we had the book by Comic-Con that May. Oh, wow. So it was a quick, quick turnaround. That's pretty cool. That's sweet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like... I, I, I do like where the storyline's going. I know there was only two uh, two books in that series so mm. far. Uh, well, the two two books that you'd given us. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. I'm actually kind of I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing where it's going. Yeah, we're doing it as a series of mini series. It's probably going to be three or four issues a piece. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way I'm pretending to do it is, if they gave you like a 50 run series of uh, Power Rangers, what would you do? So my pitch was Aztec Power Rangers. I like that. So, yeah, that's the first book we do. The second book I do is called Rival Stars. Mm -hmm. uh, the my partner and best friend who I founded Blue Crown with, uh, Shay Robinson. She's the co-creator of that, and that's why we founded the company was to do that book. I came up with that book when I was like 16. Oh wow! And uh, that one is about 
uh, these stars are alive, they're sentient, and they're all competing for limited resources, so they're at war with one another. And our son, his uh, equivalent is basically like an eight-year-old kid who doesn't know what he's doing, mm -hmm. and he's just like trying to put a team together at the last second. That's a, that's kind of interesting. I, lo I love the artwork in that one too. The, the, just the 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 way that the, uh, the, the the stars are actually represented in the costumes. So yeah, those, are, those are really cool. What I one of the things we wanted to accomplish with that book was I wanted to uh, showcase different cultures. Mm -hmm. And so even though I'm real big into like superheroes, our mandate for the book was I don't want to see superhero costumes. They need to look like real clothes. Mm -hmm. So since one of the representatives was in like 1800s China, mm -hmm. I was like, what are they what, what are they wearing? What would they actually wear? The bad guy in the first two issues you were reading, mm -hmm. she's of Mongolian heritage. So we were looking at armors and things like that. Yeah. So uh, when we jump around to different timelines at different places in the world, there's a lot of cultural changes. I like that. So You, you don't see too much of that in like in superhero comics and stuff like that, where it's actually like... Um, more genre or, or more uh, uh, historically based in the costuming. I think the the real simple reason is to draw real clothes in comics is tiresome, mm -hmm. and it's real easy to color block simple spandex stuff. Yeah, and so sometimes we over design, and then we have to try and edit it down because we're like, uh oh, we have to draw this a thousand times. Yeah. So you'll see some shortcuts on certain things, mm. but um, yeah, there was just stuff I was looking at at. Uh, Chinese military armor throughout the years and I was like oh man no one's doing this like mm -hmm. you know let's do this you know so I, that's one of the one of the goals of the book was to showcase cultures that may not be readily showcased right you know in, in western western media okay. so yeah it, it, it's an interesting storyline I'm, I'm, I, I like where it's going too just from the just from the three that I read oh yeah so. there it is our what I call our crazy book um mm -hmm. Yeah, an issue, let's say, I'm, I just published issue three for this show, but going forward, they start jumping to different planets and mm -hmm. going to other cultures, and um, I don't know if you actually read the issue, at the end of issue three, there's like this weird jellyfish guy. Yeah, I saw His that. people are from our sister planet, which is a water planet with like jellyfish people. Oh, wow. So we have a bunch of different races and planets, and what one of the fun things is, since a big theme of the book was fashions and cultures, we came up with different cultures and fashions. So jellyfish people in water probably wouldn't wear clothes yeah. or armor. That was one of the things I did never liked about Aquaman and DC mm -hmm. Comics. I'm like, you wouldn't wear armor underwater. It's impractical. Yeah. So I thought to myself, what would a people who are translucent, what would a fashion product be for them? And so we came up with this cool thing where like they inject themselves with translucent uh, like oils. Okay. And that's why you saw his heart and he was glowing. Yeah. They can change their colors. That's actually that's really cool. And so when our main character from Earth goes there, the power stones that they use force them to look like people of the planet they go to. So she has different forms. And so in issue four, you see her jellyfish version. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. The texture sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. And then we got the uh, the third one, and that was just like a little, little preview. Yeah, so book. since this is our 10th anniversary at the show, I wanted to do something special. And um, I just launched our third book, so I thought, you know what? Let's not sell. Let's give it away, the first mm -hmm. issue, if anyone buys anything at the table. And so this one's called The Devil and Me. Um, the concept behind it is, and I hope this doesn't offend anyone listening, <laughs> the concept behind it is 
uh, I was reading the Bible and different things, and I was like, wow, you know, if you look at some of the mythology, uh, the Christian mythology, you look at some of the stuff that's been deleted over the years, it kind of reads like a really bad family feud. Yeah. And all these characters are interconnected in different ways, and I thought, what if all those rivalries and all those things finally came to a head? So I came up with this concept that heaven and hell never went to war because they had a truce. But every 77 years, they mitigate this truce by having a tournament on earth. So seven angels and seven demons go to earth, inhabit human bodies, and have this tournament. And whoever wins on both sides is, the, is God and the devil for the next 77 years. Oh, wow. And so in the, where the book starts, it's flashing back to Lucifer right before the fall. And as it implied in the book, he's not really responsible. It's Gabriel. Yeah. And so it's how did he then get blamed for it? And so you have demon characters who are really noble. You have demon characters that are really evil. And you have angel characters that are noble and angel characters that are really not noble. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to go and basically litigate their differences in this new tournament. It, it's definitely a really good, really good take on, uh, on, on a mythos. I, I love it. Yeah, I, uh, one of the cool things I get to do with it is like when God appeared in the first issue mm -hmm. and he says, uh, uh, as is the earth, these such are they from the earth or something like that. I actually was looking, I've been highlighting different passages from my English Standard Version of the Bible mm -hmm. and using those as direct quotes for what they're saying. Nice. So one of the things I noticed about uh, Lucifer was they always described him as an angel, as this pure and clean person. And so I go, okay, so if he tells God, I will not serve, why would he not serve? If God is saying, I created these humans and we're going to be in service to them, why would that offend him? So I thought to myself, oh, in the Bible, according to those stories, we were created from the dirt somebody who's pure and clean would look at that as an offensive thing okay. and that they're beneath him yeah and that's why he's saying i'm not gonna do that you know i like that, so, that that's actually yeah that's a really good spin on it so i'm trying to take what i consider like the original stories and trying to kind of remix them in a mm -hmm. modern kind of way that's and nice. I, and the reason i say i hope it doesn't offend anybody is it's not meant to be a book that's offensive it's not meant to trash Mm -hmm. beliefs or religion it's meant to take the things and remix it for a modern version yeah. look at it through a different lens I like that so. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that one a little bit too so that's yeah the artist on that one is a guy named Chin Potter uh, uh, he's I'm looking at his banner right now actually across the way and yeah. he has this real uh, dark inky style and he ink washes everything he's actually doing that right now at the table yeah. he's watercoloring <laughs> and so what he does for the book is instead of using colors it's a black and white book he uses all black ink and just yeah. washes it all. That's pretty cool. I, I like that style. So, um, so where can we find uh, can we find your books and stuff uh, in store online? So right now we are doing the local convention scene in Arizona. Mm -hmm. I do most monkey paw shows such as Sabotin Con, uh, Konichiwa stuff like that. Uh, I think we're going to return to Phoenix. Fan Fusion next yeah. year. I think that's a new name. We, we're, we're, we're calling it Con Fiesta Palooza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just, 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 just so everybody knows, it's Comic-Con, Phoenix Fan Fest, Fan Fusion, 
Cause Fest, all those put together. Look, San Diego can't Fl- me. I'm always going to say though. PCC. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be PCC for forever and all time. But uh, I do actually sell the books at Drawn to Comics in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, the owner, usually picks up some copies. Um, and then I'm relaunching the website in about a month with an online store, and everything can be gotten through there. Cool, cool. Well, uh, you know, be- best of luck to you, best, uh, best wishes to, to those, because they're really great stories. I mean, like, like I said, we, we were reading them uh, last night and today, and yeah, they're, they're, they're real tight. I love the, love the artwork of it, love the storyline behind it. So definitely, if you guys get the chance to, uh, to pick these up, to find them, definitely look at them. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. All right, thank you. Well, we're going to take a little uh, little bit more look at what's going on here at SabotonCon 2018. All right, we're still here at SabotonCon 2018. We actually got a couple of uh, uh, local cosplayers that we uh, that we saw yesterday. They had the uh, these elaborate cosplays that uh, I know that one of them pretty much spent a lot of time doing a majority. Um, so uh, what's your name? Uh, at the cons, they go by Twilight. Twilight? A long, long time ago, a lot of people called me uh, other names. And so, yeah, every year it changes. It kind of correlates with my gamer tag on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now it's Twilight. And uh, I'm here with my friend Fox. And Fox is from Xbox as well. This is his first con. Nice. And we brought him down, and I made the uh, the seven Guardians. I made all seven of them within three months for oh. this con for Holy all the friends crap. that came down from Xbox. <laughs> That's a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Fox, I know that since this is your first con, how are you enjoying it so far? So far, it's going really good. I'm having a great time, man. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, so the Seven Guardians uh, from or what? What game is that? Uh, Destiny. Destiny. Okay. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of the name. I couldn't remember it for the life of me. Yesterday, I was like, I know, I know the game. I know the game. Yeah, it's by those guys who made that one game, Halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Destiny's Halo? a fast-paced game, dude. I tried to watch. I watched a friend play it. I'm like, dude, no, I can't do that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it, it, it's it's an inch. I, I played it for a little bit. It, uh, one of my friends was like, "It's it's like Halo meets Borderlands." Oh yeah, it's a so, yeah. yeah. The way they described it was a RPG open world first person shooter, and that's something that's never been done before. So their mm-hmm. whole idea was to do something that never had seen the light of day within yeah. the uh, that PS community. Also, so people from like Borderlands and. Wow, could get in on it because it is a story-driven game. Yeah, and the end game was like the the pull for players. Mm-hmm. They loved it so much because the story was so in depth. the The only thing that brought it down was that most of the story was told in a in separate icon like little books that you find oh, in the yeah. game that you have to read. And a lot of people don't really like reading, but if you get deep deep into the lore, it's crazy. The mm-hmm. game just it came out about three or four years ago, and it's it's on the level of story maybe about. I don't want to say, I want to say like Legend Star Wars like has like yeah. that much Legend, but like it, not as much lore as that. But like it's getting to that point where there's yeah. so much lore that you have to dedicate your time to get into it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so so doing the uh, the cosplays for it. I know you, now you had were you solely the one that made all the costumes or? Uh, no, my uh, my my beautiful majestic girlfriend. Uh, she helped with a lot of sewing. She's a sewer. She uh, she's a seamstress. She loves to do all the uh, capes and stuff. I did my own undersuit. I did my own cape. Um, she sewed his uh, dead orbit cape, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's a very dark, misty kind of character, and it's, it's very black. And so I did all the painting on the cloak. Yeah, it's gonna look very rustic and worn down. Make it look like you've been in the wild for a long, long, long time. 
So she does a lot of the sewing. She does know how to use foam. She's a foam smith in training. I am mentoring her in the foam smithing, but I did a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the foam smithing. I did have a little bit of help here and there. One of the guns was 3D printed as a gift for mm -hmm. me from one of my friends on Xbox. He couldn't make it, so he uh, he decided to pitch in and 3D, 3D print a gun. It's the last word. Shipped it off to me, and uh, he he made the wrong model. Oh. <laughs> we were nope. so we were so excited. We were like, yes, the last word, awesome! And he sent us the first curse model, which is the last word model, except that all the detail on the front is gone. Oh, okay. So we had to change the gun up last minute. It was crazy. It was pandemonium. But everything else, um, every other gun um, I made, his thorn. If you want to elaborate on how much you love that gun. Everybody knows the year one metal thorn. The legend will live on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy gun, but, um, I mean. Yeah, ma ma making all those, I mean, I, I could just, I, I, the, 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 number one, they just looked awesome. You know, just seeing them up close and from afar, it was, they, they were really, um, they were really in-depth, really elaborate, and yet very simple, too. Oh, yeah, that. There's a lot of armor in Destiny that it looks very simple. Then there's some armor that you just you look at it and you're like, how? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah. know that. So the thorn, the thorn that I made, um, the viewers can't see it, but I can pull. Do you want me to show you what it looks like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and we can uh, and we can go ahead and put up some pictures of it as well. Well, there's an amber alert. Yeah. That's not good. No, yeah. well, I, it was an update. Yeah, but um, so it's a it's a it's a gun that was corrupted by the darkness. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, uh, while I'm looking it up, could you uh, could you tell the lore a little bit? Describe the gun yourself, like through the lore and what happened to it, Fox. So after slaying a titan, not I, not a titan, but a titan slaying a great hive knight, mm -hmm. grafted a piece of its bone onto the hand cannon as a trophy, and in doing so, it. Had, Inadvertently started converting the gun into what it became. Oh wow! So, yeah, it's, it's a they call it the corrupted cannon. See, it's a hand, it's a it's a handgun, but it's huge. And it he uh, the guy who used it, his name was Dredgen Yor, and he uh, he was an inspiration to everyone inside the last city in the game. Everyone loved him, and then he just got corrupted. And one of the famous lines from Yor from his uh, from his little companion was. Uh, you gave them hope, and he said, "I like giving them hope because hope makes their screams more pure." Yeah, Ooh. I, I remember hearing that. Yeah, oh my, that sounds like a Great. motto. I, yeah. I could use that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be friends with you. <laughs> uh, well, um, well, uh, if uh, if anybody wants to see those, do you have uh, pictures of them on uh, on Facebook or something? Uh, yeah. So um, I have an Instagram where I post all, a lot of my work. I don't post too often at all. Barely about, but it's a Twilight, Twilight underscore Dawnbreaker. So Dawnbreaker from uh, from Skyrim and okay. Twilight underscore Dawnbreaker. If anyone ever wants to look that up or check anything out, I have a lot of uh, stuff on there. My armor that glows with LEDs. Yeah, I saw that. That, that was, was awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was a pain and a half. We actually posted that picture on our Instagram. Oh. So it's <laughs> thank up there. you so much. Yeah, we'll, we'll totally we'll make sure to go back and tag is uh, tagging it too. So yes, Twilight underscore Dawnbreaker. The LEDs each uh, each piece that had LEDs in it took probably about an hour to two hours each. Um, what I did is that I took uh, fairy lights and I grafted them into the armor by cutting slits into them because mm -hmm. the armor what it's supposed to depict is a uh, 
They suit a corrupted armor by the darkness, but the light inside of the Guardian is too powerful for the armor to fully corrupt the Guardian himself. So the light is cracking through the corrupted gear. Nice. That's sweet. So it's a cool concept. And so um, instead of taking resin or anything to make the armor too heavy, I actually took hot glue, yeah. put it over the LEDs, and it gave it the... It, it, it reflected off of it and everything, and it was great. It made it, it made everything so much better. It made it, a nice glow. Oh yeah, kept it very light. So oh, I went into the uh, the dance party last mm -hmm. night with it, and I danced way too hard, <laughs> and I uh, I think I almost died from heat exhaustion. Yeah, don't 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 do that. Water, water, water. <laughs> yeah. Right, and uh, what what about you, Fox? Uh, where uh, do you have anything up on uh, social medias or? No, I'm not a social media guy. No, not a social. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, so, he he just plays Xbox. <laughs> Well, that's fine. And uh, so, we'll th uh, thank you guys. You guys are uh, still, you guys are enjoying the cons and con today. Oh yeah. So, yeah, definitely. This con, Sabaton, the best con. Monkey Paul, the uh, the Greg, 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 Greg. Yeah. Greg yeah. He, I've never been to any conventions that have been as as good as uh, the Monkey Paul conventions. Monkey Paul conventions are the best. Yeah. You can't get as, you can't get as good as Monkey Paul. And of course, Sabo is his biggest. Yeah. So yeah. Sabaton. Kokori, Konnichiwa, and Tayu? Tayu Khan. Tayu? Is Tayu one of his? Is Tayu one of his? I, I, I think Tayu's no, one of his. No, I don't think Tayu one is one of those. The Tayu's still good. <laughs> yeah, Tayu's still good, too. Tayu's still okay. He, but even if, it isn't, even if it isn't one of his, still good. Maybe he should maybe he should take it over. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll suggest Didn't it he, to Wasn't he in the bidding war for Comic-Con? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> or is he just at Comic-Con? <laughs> I, I think he was just he's at Comic-Con. Because yeah, he yeah. was promoting at Comic-Con one year. I yeah, think. he's yeah. always promoting. Yeah, he's, al he's always promoting for, for all the different uh, Monkey Paw Entertainment ones. Yeah, I like the fact that he refuses to go into convention centers because people I, love the hotel scene. Because yeah. you just come down into the hotel. It, it's, it's, yeah. so, it's so different. Uh, the, the feeling of you know being in a convention center and then being at a hotel. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely. Different. I, I, I love both. I do kind of like the the hotel cons a little bit. I don't like walking more. across the street in the heat. That is in true. Full black armor, full black I, leather pleather undersuit. I, I yeah. like the concept of being able to get drunker and shit and not have to leave the building. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank thank you guys for taking some time coming on and uh, talking with us. Oh, you guys are you guys are awesome. You guys are bumping it up over here. Keeping oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We de we definitely try so. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll we'll definitely catch you around. Look forward to seeing what uh, what you got coming up next. All right. Oh no problem. We have we have more guardians coming too. Nice. Wow. Mm. All right. So stop uh, on by. Yeah. Stop stop on by. We'll definitely want to see those. All right. Thank you. For sure. Right, we'll see what else is going on here at Saboten. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you And I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? You're going to pick a fight? Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.